What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, welcome to episode 85 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Haley. And Jill. And I cannot believe that we're already halfway through December. Oh my gosh, I know. Do you realize Christmas is next week? That's crazy. Somebody said that to me today and it was I was like, what? No. It was just Halloween and it was just release week and it was just summer, I feel like. Yeah, it was. I just can't believe that Christmas is next week. Yeah, and the 13 days of Taylor flew by as if they were only, like, three days. I know. I, I think maybe it was because there wasn't too much anticipation, so. I definitely think that everyone was really excited for it, and the mystery gifts that they added this year were cool, but the actual merchandise was not nearly as good as last year. No, we really got very few new things. Of course, we still managed to spend some money. I didn't buy as much as I thought I would, though. Which is good, because we are already broke from tour tickets. That is very true. But I bought a few things on the last day. I bought the new 1989 hoodie. I really like that. And I got the red blanket, because it was on really good sale. I ended up buying two of the lithographs and one of the new 1989 tumblers. So I'm excited to get that, since my mug broke. Taylor should make a Tumblr that says Tumblr on it. <laughs> that would be funny. Whenever I hear Tumblr now, I don't think of, like, coffee Tumblr. I just think of Taylor and staying up till 3 in the morning. I really did want the Seagull mug, but the only thing I got was the blanket and apparently incredible things. Well, I just don't know why that they never released those two new shirts that were up there a couple weeks ago. The Olivia Meredith one and then the one with the album dates. Yeah, I thought that was going to be for the 13th day. They teased us and then took it away. They've been under coming soon for weeks. I don't know why they would still be not here before Christmas. Maybe Taylor is slaving away, making them by hand, and she hasn't finished yet. I don't know, but I was really mad at them. Well, hopefully we'll see those soon. I really want both of them. I'm sure they'll be like 50 bucks each. I know, plus like $50 shipping. <laughs> well, while the 13 days was going on, Taylor was busy and all over the place, so we're going to recap that with Keeping Up with Swift. So did you guys see any of the Barbara Walters thing last night? I did. I saw Taylor's clip, because that's the only one I cared about. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, I watched it from the beginning, because I obviously was naive and didn't realize that they were going to put her at the end because they do that for everything but it was actually pretty good they had segments on all the most fascinating people i really liked neil patrick harris and chelsea handler and some of the other people but 
I was really confused because in the very beginning they said the most fascinating person of the year is a woman and you have to wait till the end to see who was the most fascinating and obviously Taylor's the most fascinating always and I was waiting and waiting and waiting and they were doing everybody and they still hadn't done Taylor and it was getting close to the end so I thought it has to be her because there's only like 10 minutes left and then it turns out it wasn't she was only the second I was very angry And not only was she only the second, but they only gave her like a five minute interview, which some of the other people I feel like got 10 or 15 minutes. And I was very not content with this. I just I don't know how she could not be the most fascinating after the year she's had. I think there's a lot of questions Barbara Walters could have asked her that she didn't. Yeah. And I feel like the things that she asked her were very obvious things that just kind of recycled things that we already have heard a million times. I love Barbara Walters, but I was not impressed. The first thing she asked her was something like, so do you still have fans over to your house? And it's like, come on, we've all known for like three months that, yeah, she's been doing that in every house, you know? Like, I didn't really feel like that was anything new to really talk to her about. Maybe her people told Barbara Walters to ask it just so they could get that little piece of like publicity out of what Taylor did. I don't know. I was just like, why are you asking this? Yeah, I'm sure that is true. But like I said, it was just way too short. And there was just a lot that wasn't covered. Some of what they talked about was just, I think one of my favorite quotes was, and again, Taylor said this before, but just that she's become very aware that just because she wants to share as much of emotions as she does in her songs doesn't make her crazy. And a lot of people want to say that or say that that makes a woman over-emotional and it's just very blatant sexism that goes on. The next time someone says that to me, I'm just going to say, and you're sexist, and I'm going to walk away. And she asked her about going pop, and she asked her if she was worried that she would lose any of her fans, and she said no, and, you know, it was all great but I really felt like she could have asked her more in-depth questions she could have I wonder if there was more of the interview that was just cut that we'll never see probably I'm sure there was oh yeah but they showed clips from the secret sessions which are always cute I didn't see myself but they were still cute so then I was like they just did Taylor she's only the second most fascinating I don't even understand who could be more fascinating because they've already done all the main people. At the beginning of the show, when they show little previews, I thought it either has to be Taylor or Oprah. Who else could possibly? Well, I thought if it's not going to be Taylor, it has to be Oprah because who else is more powerful or more fascinating? And so the person that they chose was actually George Clooney's wife. Her name is Amal. And I was very confused about this. That doesn't make sense to me either. I didn't really know anything about her. I looked her up and apparently she does a lot of political activism and things like that and is a well-known lawyer, but they didn't even really talk about that on this clip. They really just talked about how she got George Clooney, who said he would never get married again, to get married, and apparently that's what makes her most fascinating. What an accomplishment. It was literally... They spent half the time showing clips of George Clooney in different interviews saying, I'll never get married, and then showed clips of him with all these different women that he didn't marry and then said, but she landed him and we like her. I just, like, what an accomplishment for your life. Like, woohoo! 
I mean, I'm sure she's done more things. I just think that the way they portrayed it was she's the most fascinating because she landed a hot guy. And I kind of thought that was a very sexist note to end it on, honestly. So I was very unimpressed, but I really enjoyed most of the show. And of course, I watched for Taylor. Barbara Walters said at the end that it might be the last time that she ever does it. And it probably will be, but she's not sure, but it probably will be. She like said that about six times. It probably won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last year she said they were never doing it again, and then they did it again, so we'll see. In more recent news, uh, last night on Sunday, December 15th, Taylor was spotted at the Justin Timberlake concert, and he was shown at Taylor Swift's birthday party on Friday being in attendance, so that was really cool. Also in attendance was Jay-Z, and just tonight, Justin and Jay-Z were seen leaving Taylor's apartment. So I think that might be maybe a possible collaboration happening. What do you guys think? I can't even imagine that. I I really can't even think about it, so I can't answer. (laughs) You're so starstruck? I just, I, I can't answer. Well, we know your love for Justin Timberlake. So, Haley, right as you were just saying that, Steph, who couldn't be here tonight, just sent us a message and said, you guys better mention that Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake just left Taylor's apartment. And as Haley was, like, talking about collaboration, then she sent a second message that said they have to be planning something epic. (laughs) She's so on top of it. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, even when she's not here. I can't even imagine what they could be planning. I can't even start. I don't even know who whose song they could be working on or if it's something all together or a video or god knows it could be anything can i just can i just say that if justin jay-z and taylor made a song it would probably be the biggest song for the next five years i honestly think you're right it really would be it's so funny because last summer summer 2013 while the red tour was still going on i went to the justin timberlake jay-z concert at soldier field and this was like a week or two before i was about to go see taylor there and i just remember thinking how different of an experience it was in terms of the crowd and everything i just thought this could not be more the polar opposite of a taylor concert but now that she's moving into the pop genre and just gaining so many new fans I feel like she honestly can collaborate with whoever she wants. Yeah. I don't know why else Justin and Jay-Z would be there except to do some kind of work. Maybe they just really wanted to play with the cats. It's just, I mean, it has to be something really amazing because you really don't see Jay-Z or Justin out and about in paparazzi photos very often at all. Especially going to Taylor Swift's house randomly without their girlfriends. Maybe they're both thinking of buying apartments in there. They went to her party and saw how amazing it was and thought, we have to live here. It has to be a collaboration. If we see them all in workout clothes going into a quote-unquote gym together, (laughs) we'll know what's happening. We'll know what's happening. So the biggest piece of news was definitely that Taylor had the best 25th birthday ever, and she turned 25 on stage at Jingle Ball in New York City when she was singing her five songs and... Yeah, she came on like almost a little bit right before midnight. So she was singing and partying as she turned 25 and it was awesome. And then she had a huge party after the show with all these different celebrities and basically every celebrity ever. (laughs) Basically, if you weren't there, you're not a celebrity. (laughs) No, basically. I mean, Beyonce was there. So 
And again, well, like what I just said about Jay-Z, Beyonce and Jay-Z really don't go out pretty much anywhere. You never see them really out at clubs or parties. And I know a lot of people were saying, can you believe that they didn't even go to Kim and Kanye's wedding, but they showed up for Taylor's birthday party. And I just think that's so typical of Taylor. I was so shocked that, like, do you think just at the Billboard luncheon, she was just like, come to my birthday party? And they were like, I really do. I really think that's what happened. I couldn't believe they actually went, though. Beyonce only stayed at the luncheon for 15 minutes, and she went to Taylor Swift's birthday party. So, speak back to the Jingle Ball performance that we just mentioned a second ago. It was amazing. Jill and Steph and I were there, and they made Taylor the last performer of the night. I think just so that, well, one, because she was the biggest one there, but also because so that she could be on stage right when she turned 25. So, that was awesome. And she sang, Welcome to New York, We Were Never Ever Getting Back Together, Blank Space, Trouble, and Shake It Off. I was surprised she did Trouble. I got very excited and then felt very tricked. Explain your reasoning since I was not there. Well, we really expected that she might have a special guest or surprise of some sort at Jingle Ball. The last time she did the New York Jingle Ball, which was right after Red came out, In addition to just her songs, she had Ed come out for Everything Has Changed, and she had B.O.B. come out for both of us. So I really thought she'd have someone come out during this performance, and Ryan Tedder was there because One Republic performed, and I just kept saying all night, I want them to do I Know Places. I just kept saying this every five minutes, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. But then, right before she went into trouble, she was talking to the crowd, and she started to say something like, So the last time I came here... We tested out a new song, which then became my new single. And so I thought she was going to say, so I'm going to play another new song and it might become my next single. But really, she was just saying that song that we did last time was Trouble. But I don't Uh think that I Know Places would be a single. You're right. And I knew it wasn't going to happen. I just got really excited in the moment. I really thought she was going to bring out like I was dead set on her bringing out Selena, but that didn't happen. Yeah, because she was in New York City, and it seemed really possible. I couldn't believe she didn't bring out Selena. That would have been so perfect, too, because they performed on that stage in Madison Square Garden together before. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was still amazing, and it was so much fun dancing with Taylor to shake it off right as she was turning 25. I'm so jealous. It was such a fun night. We danced really hard. Luckily, our, the entire rest of our row, which was all little kids and their mom, decided to clear out right before Shake It Off, so we had the whole row to dance. And we used the whole row. We really did. kind of wish I was there. Well, earlier, the day before Jingle Ball, Taylor was honored as the Woman of the Year at the Billboard Women in Music Luncheon, and Ingrid Michaelson sang Clean, And it was a really amazing performance, so you can check those videos out online on YouTube. I think it's so special that Ingrid sang clean, and she said in her speech before she performed it that when Taylor was playing her some of the songs from 1989 before it came out, that was the one that struck her the most, which isn't surprising. And that she said, after she heard it, she asked Taylor, can you send it to me? And Taylor said, no. She's like, please, can I please have this song? And Taylor was like, no. Oh my god. I'm really glad. <laughs> well, no. you know how protective and paranoid she was of the songs leaking, so I'm not surprised. I just think that's so funny. No. They think they really stayed only on her phone. 
for as long as possible. But yet she so like shared them with the random fans. <laughs> I think she was scared of the actual file of the recording yeah. leaving her hands and she just couldn't do it. So in other news, the Taylor Swift experience at the Grammy Museum in L.A. opened this weekend and it's going to be running through March. So if you go and visit, tell us how it is because I don't think we'll be able to make it to L.A. anytime soon. Please let us know how it is and what's there and... I saw a couple pictures from it. It looks amazing. I really like some of the sketches that she has from the various tours. Oh, I didn't see those. There was one where she was talking about how there was this T-shaped castle that she would be seeing Love Story at the top, and then she'd fall through a trap door, and she'd do a quick, like, you know, wardrobe change and come out the bottom through the doors and sing the rest of the song. Cool. Can we see sketches from the 1989 tour? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Taylor. Well, anyway, finally, don't miss Taylor's last performance of the year, which is going to be on Dick Clark's Rock on New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, and that's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC on New Year's Eve, December 31st. And I can't believe that we're reaching the end of the year. Me neither. This has been a really amazing year. I feel like it's still just started, though. That's because the era has just started. I mean, Taylor's only really been very actively doing stuff for the last four months of the year, but I feel like the whole year has just been so exciting for Taylor and for the fans in so many ways. It's definitely beat every other year. Well, now I think it's time for our mini segments. The Swifty problems just keep on coming as they do every week. Always. And the first one is a pretty common occurrence for me. Yvette Swifty said... When you see the number 13 in public and you freak out, Swifty problems. Our next one comes from at underscore Christine Nadel. Jamming out to Taylor Swift's bad blood and you get a kink in your neck because you're bobbing along. Swifty problems. I thought that one was funny. Our next one is from Perez Hilton. (laughs) What? (laughs) He just tweeted us. (laughs) No, he didn't. But we found this one when we were looking at the Swifty Problems tag, and we thought that it should be included. I can't even believe he used that tag. He said, I clearly have Taylor on the brain this morning, and it's all consuming Swifty Problems. I can't, I don't, I'm like shocked he even knew what the hashtag Swifty Problems was. Obviously, he must listen to Swiftcast. That's so funny. Our next one comes from Feather Marie with three E's at the end. Just yelled slash sang, are we out of the woods while vacuuming? Swifty problems. My coworkers probably think I'm psycho. And our last one comes from at Christina131624. The moment where you need to choose between blank space and shake it off because two stations are playing them both. Swifty problems. That happens though. Happens all the time. Well, if you have any Swifty problems, tweet us. We always want to hear about them, and we will read them on next week's episode. And now it is time for Taylor's Fabulous Fashion. So on December 11th, she was leaving her apartment in New York City, and she had a coat that I absolutely loved on her. It's called the ASOS Boyfriend Coat, and it was this really pretty turquoise bluish color, and it just looked so great. And it was only $151, but it was actually just marked down to $90.96, and it's still available. So you should definitely get it, because it's really pretty. 
If I was going to spend money, I'd spend it on that because that coat was gorgeous. And I, well, when I saw it, I assumed it had to be like a thousand dollar designer coat. It looked so nice. I know. Oh, I want it so bad. But she balanced out that affordable coat with the rest of her outfit. She had her favorite Prada Safiano Luxe tote, $2,240. And for shoes, she had Chanel leather cap toe bow pumps, which are $595, but only available on eBay. So you actually probably might end up paying more than $595. Our next one is from the 2014 Billboard Women in Music Luncheon in New York City, of course, on December 12th. And she was wearing a Oscar de la Renta Spring 2015 dress, which is gorgeous. It's black on top, white on bottom, with these little, they kind of look like a doily pattern on the bottom. It was so similar to the treacherous dress. That's what I said. And she wore her Christian Louboutin So Kate Pump in Burgundy, which is $675. And they're black. So her next outfit was on December 12th, which was Jingle Ball Day. And this was in New York, obviously. She wore this backstage at Jingle Ball. It was the dress from Reem Acra Spring 2015. And she wore that with her Jimmy Choo Tomar Crystal Coated Sandals. Those were a whopping $1,350. The dress was really interesting. It was a really pretty dark purplish reddish color and... It was a one shoulder, and then it had sort of two different cutouts going on. It was a lot different than any dresses that we've really seen her in recently. So finally, after she was backstage at Jingle Ball in that outfit, for her performance, she changed into a Jessica Jones custom outfit, which was a plaid crop top and matching pants that were red and green and a little bit sparkly, perfect for Christmas. And with those, she had her Jimmy Choo Hutch boots, which are $974. And then she kept that outfit on to go straight to her birthday party. I was surprised. I was really surprised she didn't change. It was stylish. It was Christmas. Really, it was perfect. It was probably really comfortable to party in instead of having a dress. Yeah. Don't you? I would have just thought it would have gotten like sweaty or something from performing under all the lights. And I don't know. I think when Justin Timberlake and Beyonce walk into your party, you kind of forget about everything else. Probably, yeah. So thanks to TaySwiftStyle.com for tracking down all of those outfits. And I can't wait to see what Taylor wears for the last two weeks of the year. This has been, well, as always, a great fashion year for her. So now moving into our main discussion, we had something kind of interesting to talk about. So one thing that... I've noticed and that I'm sure we've all noticed is that over the past several months, Taylor has spent so much time having as many different types of connections with her fans as possible. You know, it started on Instagram and then it went into Tumblr and even a little bit on Twitter. Then there were the secret sessions. Now she's flying people out randomly to see her. And it just seems like almost every week there's something else, the Christmas packages, And I was sort of thinking about how... Still waiting. There was that overturned FedEx truck today, Jill. I'm sure that that's where your package was. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you see that on the news? No. A FedEx truck in New Jersey turned over on the highway, and there was this picture of just packages spilled everywhere. I guarantee my package was in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they said they sent the second truck, and it picked all the packages up right away. 
<laughs> all these Swifties were posting. I'm like, no, Taylor, I hope my package no! wasn't <laughs> Anyway, though, so, you know, she's been doing all these amazing things. And I was just thinking about how much, t- obviously, she's very busy to begin with. And then how much time and how many hours a day it really takes her to plan and carry out all these things for her fans. And I feel like if she were in a relationship, if she were dating someone, I don't see how she would have time to spend with that person, time for her career, and time for all her fans to do as much as she's doing now. And that sort of made me think that maybe, whether intentionally or not, when she moved more away from dating people and it kind of left sort of a space in her life, she decided to fill that with having these relationships with her fans. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. That's so, like, it's so accurate. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I really do think it's true because it just seems like it really was this huge shift and both things sort of happened at the same time. And even when I talked to her, when I met her, she was, like, talking about how she was happy, like, not being with a guy right now because she has so many good things in her life and she's focused on her friends and herself and about her fans. I mean, she said she was focused on her fans too. So I really think she, maybe not replacing it, but just realizing that she doesn't need a boyfriend to make her happy, that she can find happiness through her friends, like with relationship with her friends and relationship with her fans. She can find happiness in other kinds of relationships besides a romantic one. And it took her, I think it just took her this long to finally realize that. I think she's actually going back to the MySpace days. I think she had got really like a lot of joy out of talking to people on MySpace. I think this is just a new way that she's reaching out to them and she's like re finding that joy that she had and it's just in a much bigger scale. Haley, what you were just saying about MySpace really reminds me of something that she actually just said yesterday during her Barbara Walters interview. She said that, this was a direct quote, I wanted to find as many ways as possible for us, the fans, to spend time together and bond because it keeps me normal. It keeps my life feeling manageable. When I go on Instagram and I see a post from Emma, who lives in Philadelphia, and she's talking about how her day was at school that day, That helps me. It's the only thing that keeps me not feeling overwhelmed by the abnormality of my life. She didn't say it in the quote, but when I was reading it, all I could think was like her trying to like, or I guess in a simple way of saying it is that her relationships with her fans really keep her grounded and they remind her of like where she came from and her roots and they just really keep her grounded. Like she she remembers like I was this, this normal girl one day, like, I used to have this life and it just reminds her of where she came from. And I, I really do think it just keeps her grounded and it, it t- like she takes a step back and for a few minutes while she's reading things, she can feel like she has a normal life again and she's just a normal 24 year, 24 year old. The first thing that I wondered when I heard that quote was, is there really an Emma from Philadelphia? Because if there is, she's probably dead now. I have no idea, but there has to be. What really gets me is that I think when she's, you know, finally alone in her apartment and can finally do whatever she wants to do, I think this is just a way to kind of, like, take control of her life a little bit. Because since she did say in this interview that the biggest change was 
in the last five years is she's ha really has never been alone. So I think this is like her doing what she wants to do, like in the privacy, like when she's finally alone. I really think it is a way of like, I'm, like, I don't know how to say it, but putting aside the, her life that she has and just taking an hour to lay in her bed and like, and I have the word on my tip of the tongue, like separate herself from all the celebrity-ness and the life that she has and the crazy chaoticness and just really like almost compartmentalize in her mind. It's just a way to, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, like just separate herself, I guess. Ironically, when she has those moments when she can be calm and step away from the chaos, she sends all of us into complete and utter chaos. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't even know. I think she does, and she does it on purpose, too. I think she likes it. I mean, because even when she's with her friends, like, her friends are celebrities, and they get photographed. So I think, really, the only way for her to connect with the outside world and make herself feel a little more normal is to go online and talk to us. And I think she also realizes that as a celebrity, as someone who people look up to, any amount of your time you can give to someone, even if it's just the two or three minutes of writing them a comment, that not even just makes their whole day, like that makes their whole week, month, they carry it around with them forever. And it means so much to them and it takes so little. And I think that she realizes that. I do think she realizes that, but I think it's to the point now where she doesn't just um, like go home and sit in her bed and be like, oh, I'll go on and make a few people happy. I think she really just goes on and be like, what's going on? I, I'm bored. I, I want to disconnect from everything. I want to unwind. I want to like separate myself. So I'll just go online and see what I can find. And then she'll find somebody and she'll casually comment them. And I think it's to the point where she really just almost she doesn't even realize like, oh, I'm going to make this person so exciting. She's just like, oh, I want to comment this person because I think this is funny. Yeah, that's definitely true. And that's why I think, like, she kind of has maybe not replaced relationships because I think she's open, absolutely open to a romantic relationship, but she's just found that she can find other relationships that make her happy. And it's it's not like she has a million fans. It's like she has a million friends. That's really true. And what you said about just seeing someone that makes her laugh and she wants to comment reminded me of how she found this kid named Jacob on Tumblr the other week and he made a funny video listening to 1989 and then she actually decided just out of the blue to literally call him. She herself called him on the phone and invited him and his family to be flown out to Jingle Ball to meet her. And then not only that, but they took a ton of pictures together and she sent him a gift to his hotel room. And this is just because he posted something that she thought was really funny and that caught her attention. And she's like, let me hang out with this guy. He seems like he'd be so fun to hang out with. And it's just like, it's almost like she was just like calling up a friend and being like, hey, want to come hang out with me today? At first, when she commented him, she said, because he was from Canada, I'm going to track you down when we come to Canada, which is about a year away when she'll be there on the tour. And then she said that she decided she just couldn't wait that long to meet him. And she just wanted to hang out with him right now. It really is like calling up your friend and be like, what are you doing tonight? Like, want to hang out? Except that then your friend is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your friend shows up sobbing hysterically when you meet them. Yeah, exactly. But other than that, it's totally normal. I just loved seeing all the pictures and 
that she took that the time with him and I know he'll never forget that and it's not like he was even trying to do anything to really get her to do that for him that's not something that anyone would ever think would happen he just made something funny she liked it it brightened her day and look what happened and I mean this just goes to show that things aren't even being planned anymore like somebody could post something tonight and be invited to hang out with her this weekend. I mean, things are happening so spontaneously now and there's really no rhyme or reason to anything. It's just Taylor doing what she wants to do and hanging out with who she wants to hang out with. I mean, there was no planning to that, really. It could have been anybody whose post she just happened to stumble across. And that's another reason why anyone who says they feel like they're not going to meet Taylor shouldn't feel that way because honestly, anything is possible for anybody. And it could happen like at any moment. Things, like I said, things aren't planned anymore. You don't need to necessarily wait for an event. Like she's constantly topping herself. Like who knows? She might go to another house, a fan's house to visit them or bring somebody just somewhere randomly to have lunch with them one day or something. I think that anything is possible at this point. She just really wants to hang out with people. And I don't think it, it's at all because she's lonely or because she wants a relationship or wants to be in a relationship. I think she's just really having fun hanging out with people. And hanging out with fans makes her feel a little more connected to the normal life, almost. I totally agree. And I think that at the same time, it helps that she's not in a relationship because she has a lot of, not a lot of, but she has free time on her hands and she can just spend it however she wants instead of spending it, you know, trying to keep a long distance relationship going or something like that. And it's just, it really just goes to show that she is happier now single than she has ever been in any relationship. So I don't, and I just, I'm sad that it took her this long to realize that, you know, I don't need a relationship to make me happy and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life and I'm single. <laughs> there were a couple of pictures going around. I don't know if you guys saw, but it was basically a side-by-side of her on, I guess, either the day of or day after her 21st birthday versus this birthday. I did see that one. I don't know what was happening at the moment of that picture from her 21st. We know that she wrote the moment I knew, but she just looked so sad walking out of her car and it just really made me upset even seeing her look that sad it just I mean it really does go to show that she's happier now than she's ever been in any relationship so she's really all smiles all the time and it's you can tell it's totally genuine I like I I don't want her to get into another relationship because I just don't want her to have something go bad and or have to go through a heartbreak and then go through this terrible down point like I just want her to stay happy and I think one of the captions I saw going around with those pictures said I don't even care if we never get another all too well because look at this I know that's yeah I don't like I don't want her to be sad I don't want her to be in a relationship because I don't want her to have to go through a heartbreak and a terrible downstage like that again she's so happy and she she knows it too And I think she's made so many friends within this last year to year and a half that have been so much better than having a guy in her life. I feel like if she had a guy in her life, she wouldn't be able to make, she wouldn't have met a lot of these friends she's been hanging out with. Exactly. And you're right, Haley. She has been 
she has like since she's been single she has made just so many new friends and i think really just overall being single opens you up to a whole world of possibilities that you might not even have realized you were missing out on when you weren't my favorite thing that has been going around i can't say it ex- exactly what it was but in basically it was just that um like she was talking so much about how she lost herself and blah, 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 and now she's found herself, and I'm just so happy. What was that? It was one quote that was like, it was going around, something about, it was comparing one lyric from Red to a lyric um, from 1989, and it was just like how she lost herself and then she found herself. There have been a lot of those comparisons. I think it was um, It was from All Too Well. She's like, um, I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. And then in there was a line, I can't remember, in 1989 that was like just something about finding herself and I'm just so happy. (laughs) And I think that 2015 is going to be just an uphill, totally uphill for her and that she's just going to be so happy and enjoy being on tour possibly even more than she ever has because I think having this new relationship with her fans and knowing when you go out on stage that you've made connections with so many of these people just makes it even more special for her. And I just wanted to say like when I talked to her in New York and I told her, I was like, I don't think you should be, I was like, I know you're really happy right now, but don't let that scare you from finding a relationship because you're scared to get hurt. And she's like, no, she's like, it's not even that. It's just that I'm not even looking because, and she was like, I'm not looking because I'm scared. She was like, I'm just not looking because I'm happy right now. And she doesn't feel the need to be looking or the need to fill anything and I was like yeah I mean I'm just so glad you're happy and everyone can tell you're happy compared to what you've been doing this year and like the way your album sounds and how it's been selling and everyone can just tell how happy you are and she was like she was so happy I said that and she was like thank you so much and she was like you totally get it and she was just really happy to hear that we all know and that we can see how happy she is. And that really meant a lot to me when she said that, so. So basically, in conclusion, Taylor happy equals us happy. Taylor fan relationships, us happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd love to hear what you guys think about all this. And we always love hearing stories about Taylor moments and experiences that you've had with her and all that stuff. So you should definitely tweet us and tell us your thoughts on this episode and this discussion and you can tweet us at SwiftCast13. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. You can go to facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can go to swiftcast13.com. And then you can also subscribe on iTunes so that you get all the latest episodes always downloaded automatically for you. So go do that. That can be your Christmas present to us, subscribing. Yeah. So next week, Taylor will... Find a new way to surprise all her fans. Send me the damn package. You're going to get a letter from FedEx being like, there was a package for you. It got destroyed on the highway. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of those packages, some of the things that she sent fans, like that mascara, the Too Faced brand, I love it. I just bought it the other day. It really makes your eyelashes like really long and thick which I really like 
Do you have you? Oh, I didn't know you had it. That's cool. I just bought it the other day, and then I bought the NARS Velvet Matte Lip Pencil that Taylor we- wears. I bought it in the Corella color, and I love it because you only have to apply it once, and it lasts for hours. So those are two two brands that she's been sending people that I bought and I really love. Actually, speaking of things she's bought people, she's been sending some people brownies and brownie mix from a place called the Fat Witch Bakery in New York, and we went there over the weekend while we went to Jingle Ball. <gasps> it was so good. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good, except they took away Steph's brownies. Yeah, she had them in her purse when we went into the concert, and they took them away, and we were very upset. But luckily, we had some before that. They were so, they were the best brownie I ever ate. All they sell is brownies. So basically, Taylor is the best gift giver ever on top of everything else. I think the next thing I'm going to buy is some Carly cookies. Yes, I want to try those. So this just became, what are we going to do next week instead of what is Taylor going to do next week? Yes. I think she's going to surprise drop a song with Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake and break the internet forever. That is a a really big break the internet. Seriously. Like, I'm just picturing it in my head, like, this amazing, like, beautiful vocal track from her and then, like, Jay-Z rapping in the back. And it sounds so beautiful. I hope they make it. It sounds beautiful in my head. Well, whatever happens, you know we'll be talking about it on next week's episode. Unless it kills us and we die. So for now, for episode 85, this has been Ashley. Haley. And Jill. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.